Welcome to Modern Babylon. This is Cultural Contrarian. Today I'm going to bring to you an article that was forwarded to me by a dear friend, and this is Article 1 in a series of three. And as I've often said, it's very important to consume all types of media so you can have a balance of understanding as to how people think and process and what one side is listening to. you got to balance it based upon your worldview. So this particular article was published by a very, very well-known and established, very progressive-leaning publication by the name of Salon. And uh, as, you, as I read through this article, you'll, you'll get some of that biased leaning, and I may even bring emphasis to it as I'm, as I'm reading it. And um, for those of you that know me and, and relationships that I have and my other things that I'm involved in, this might find to be a little bit humorous for you that have that level of knowledge of me. So uh, the title of this article from Salon is How This Tiny Christian College is Driving the Right's Nationwide War Against Public Schools. So I, I think it's rather serendipitous that this article popped up on my timeline based upon the tranche that I'm involved in in advocating for parents inside the public school system. Serendipity is what I'll call it. And it starts off, this is the first of a three-part investigation of, hold on, Hillsdale College. It's a charter school network and its connection to the national struggle over education. The mood in Costa Mesa on February 2nd was more love bomb than firebomb. Yet another school board meeting packed with impassioned parents. But this time they come out on a mild Southern California evening not to let the board know how angry they were, but how delighted. The parents rose to speak at the monthly meeting of the Orange County Board of Education, weren't shouting about mask mandates, vaccine requirements, trans kids on sports teams, or books about racism. They didn't have to. Instead, mother after mother, with young child in tow on their hips, came to the podium to say that their kids used to cry before going to school. But now were filled with confidence and wonder that they had found a transformative community among the school's other moms, that the teachers were giving their children, quote, the best education in the entire country, close quote. One former homeschooler said she'd always sworn to keep her kids out of public school, but the one they attended now had changed all that. One father was moved to talk about sunsets and explaining how the school's mission was uniquely equipped to guide children towards goodness, beauty, and truth. From the dais, the board members beamed back at the parents, and when a lone trustee protested that they should address a conflict of interest that appeared to undermine the entire proceedings, the audience burst into laughter, and the trustee's colleagues, amid jokes, voted her down. The school under discussion that night wasn't a regular public school. It was a recently launched charter called the Orange County Classical Academy, OCCA, which is funded with taxpayer money, but follows a private school-like curriculum centered on the history and cultural achievements of Western civilization and an ambiguous mission to instill, quote, virtue, close quote. The public face of OCCA is a charismatic co-founder, Dr. Jeff Bark, a new porch, quote, concierge, physician, close quote, who gained national notoriety as one of the most outspoken skeptics 
of pandemic public health policies and has voiced vitriolic opposition to today's public schools. Parenthetically, I insert, appropriately so, sidebar, Bark's wife, Mari, as it happens, is president of the Orange County Board of Education, which was deciding whether to allow OCCA to expand to new campuses throughout the affluent suburban county of nearly 3.2 million people. Parenthesis, that was the evident conflict of interest that sparked laughter from the crowd. Although Orange County is more a purple than a deep red jurisdiction these days, that board is dominated by a conservative majority, swept into power over the last several years thanks to an unprecedented influx of right-wing cash. But OCCA isn't only a school, or even a network of schools. It's just one facet of a national movement driven by the vision and curriculum of Hillsdale College, a small Christian school in southern Michigan that has quietly become one of the most influential entities in conservative politics. In an era of book bans, crusades against teaching about racism, and ever-widening proposals to punish teachers and librarians, Hillsdale is not just a central player, but a ready-made solution for conservatives who seek to reclaim an educational system they believe was ceded decades ago to liberal interests. The college has become a leading force in promoting a conservative and overtly Christian reading of American history and the U.S. Constitution. It opposes progressive education reforms in general and contemporary scholarship and inequality in, in particular. It has featured lectures describing the January insurrection as a hoax and Vladimir Putin as a, quote, hero to populist conservatives around the world, close quote. Parenthetically, I want to insert, I'm hoping you're discerning the slant of this author because both of those things are incredibly out of context, but that's not to be surprised. I continue. If you wonder what conservatives hope to install in place of the books they're trying to ban, the answer often lies in Hillsdale's freely licensed curricula. If you thought that Donald Trump's 1776 commission a jingoistic alternative to the New York Times 1619 project that was roundly panned by historians. Died with his presidency, that effort is now being amplified and exported on a massive scale around the country. If you wonder what conservatives hope to install in place of the books they're trying to ban, the answer often lies in the Hillsdale's freely licensed curricula. And as Republicans move into the new phase of their long game efforts to privatize public education, Hillsdale has become a key resource. Across the nation, conservative officials from state leaders to insurgent school board members are clamoring, I had to lay off, sorry, clamoring to implement Hillsdale's proudly anti-woke lesson plans, including the quote, patriotic education quote, close quote, premises of its recently released 1776 curriculum or add to its growing network of affiliated classical charter schools. In late January, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, a Republican, used his State of the State address to tease the most ambitious Hillsdale-inspired plan to date, building as many as 50 new charter schools in partnership with the college, using its 1776 curriculum to foster what Lee calls, quote, informed patriotism, close quote, and launching a university civics institute to combat, quote, anti-American thought, close quote. As Hill, 
these, pardon me, these linked trends amount to a vision of things to come. If Republicans win their current war on public education, and war is how they see it, as one Republican leader promised at Hillsdale last spring, if conservatives can, quote, get education right, close quote, they'll win the country back. Or as Hillsdale's president himself likes to say, quote, teaching is our trade. Also, I confess, it's our weapon, close quote. In the video that introduced most Americans to Jeff Bark, the doctor stands on the steps of a municipal building in Riverside, California in May of 2020, wearing green scrubs and a white lab coat and claiming to speak for thousands of silenced medical workers who believe the experts were wrong about the C virus. And Bark's improbable telling the video was an accident. He asked his wife to take a picture of him addressing the anti-lockdown rally for their adult children but she inadvertently hit her phone's record button. The resulting footage was too large to email, so they posted it on Facebook instead, and the rest was unintentional history. The video went viral, and Bark began meeting fellow, quote, freedom fighters, close quote, around the country. He helped organize America's frontline doctors, the right-wing group that became famous that July when when around a dozen of its members stood before the Supreme Court, again in white coats, to call for the reopening the country without delay. As later became clear, America's frontline doctors was organized in cooperation with the Trump campaign, and Bark's supposedly accidental activism was no more organic. Bark had been involved for years in right-wing politics in and around Orange County, a realm of beaches and upscale suburban sprawl that has been centerpiece of American pop culture and is perceived as the birthplace of modern conservatism. Those 948 square miles in east of Los Angeles are the, quote, Nixon land, close quote, that helped create the prosperity gospel and served as the case study for Lisa McGurr's seminal history, quote, suburban warriors, close quote. It's the place Ronald Reagan often said where, quote, good Republicans go to die, close quote. Now, Jeff Bark is a member of Orange County's Republican Central Committee and the conservative donor organization, the Lincoln Club. When Mari Bark was delegate at the 2016 Republican National Convention, Jeff and their son attended his alternates, wearing matching stars and striped suits. For 12 years, Jeff Bark was a member of the Los Alamitos School Board, where he led a successful effort to require that a new course on environmental science also, also included dissenting opinions about climate change. Bark also became a combative presence on social media, calling for fast-tracking herd immunity through widespread virus infection and suggesting that masking children is child abuse. But in 2020, he graduated from local activism to national right-wing stardom as one of the most provocative voices around pandemic policy. He wrote a book, I'm going to paraphrase this, C-Virus 19, a physician's take on the exaggerated fear of the C-Virus. With the forward by Dennis Prager, co-founder of the right-wing video outlet PragerU, which is in its fifth edition of published last month, Barco also became a combative presence on social media under the handle at rx for liberty calling for fast-tracking herd immunity through widespread virus infection and suggesting, oh, this is a repeat, sorry about that, not me, that was them. In one live stream interview, Bark whipped out a Sig Sauer pistol, describing it as his preferred pandemic protection. More recently, 
He has compared widespread C-virus testing to unnecessary breast biopsies for health win- healthy women. Although the Barks are Jewish, Jeff undertook a regional mi- mini-tour of megachurches that refused to shut down during the early days of the pe- pandemic and befriended a number of high-profile evangelical leaders, such as Chino megachurch pastor Jack Hibbs parenthetically himself someone notorious for blaming the violence of the capital insurrection on removing quote god from the courts and from the schools close quote the headmaster bark hired to run occa is a member of hibbs congregation for her part mari bark is a former trump 2016 campaign volunteer and an advisor to the unity project a conservative coalition formed in 2021 to oppose the the v mandates that has, has since become involved in the U.S., quote, trucker convoy, close quote, protesting pandemic restrictions, although Mari says she has no involvement with that ever. Along with all this advocacy, Jeff Bark was also working to get his school up and running, and the two campaigns appear strongly connected. Amid his short viral speech in Riverside, he pulled out a pocket version of the Declaration of Independence and Constitution, telling the crowd they were written to restrain the government, not the people. The booklet, he later explained, was published by Hillsdale, where his son, after taking a break to work for Trump's Department of Agriculture, is an undergraduate. In an interview, Jeff Bark told me that attending multiple parents' weekends at Hillsdale had led him to see the school as, quote, a beacon of liberty, close quote, that it is, quote, fighting to return America back to its founding roots, close quote. Attending multiple parents' weekends at Hillsdale had led Bark to see the school as a beacon of, oh, repeat again, sorry, in appreciation that Barks became members of Hillsdale's top-tier donor, quote, President's Club, close quote and were listed on Hillsdale's website as members of its Parents Association Steering Committee. In an interview with Salon, Mari Bark said she turned the invitation down, but her election biography includes the committee as one of her volunteer affiliations. It was also through Hillsdale that Jeff Bark became friends with Tea Party activist Mark Meckler, co-founder of the right-wing group Convention of States, which seeks to hold an Article 5 convention that could lead to rewriting the U.S. Constitution and where Jeff holds the puzzling title of, quote, head physician, close quote. In 2018, Jeff Bark lost his seat on the Los Alamitos School Board, which his critics say was the result of controversial positions, such as his advocacy on climate change denialism, although he blames a campaign against him by the local teachers union, but he later told Hibbs's church, quote, God is bigger God had bigger plans, close quote. In that same year, Mari Bark was elected to the Orange County Board of Election, Education on a platform of, quote, school choice and parental rights, close quote. Her campaign amassed an unheard of war chest of around $425,000, more than half of that donated by the Carter Public School, Charter Public School PAC. She also benefited from support of the California Policy Center, a state-level affiliate of the State Policy Network, a coalition of more than 150 right-wing groups that promote model conservative legislation. According to a 2018 lawsuit, a CPC offshoot hired Mary Bark shortly before she announced her OCBE candidacy to instruct 
an ESL course, English, English is a Second Language course, for some of its Spanish-speaking no, pro-charter parent activists, thus enabling her campaign, quote, as a teacher, close quote. Today, she serves as a, the director of a CPC initiative that provides conservative policy and an, analysis and training to state and local politicians. Through his wife's campaign, Jeff Bark got to know Mark Butcher, the California Policy Center's co-founder and a fellow member of the Lincoln Club. Butcher had been involved in the local education politics for decades, promoting a series of school privatization and charter initiatives and using funds from far-right Christian philanthropist Howard Amundsen to orchestrate a mid-90s conservative takeover of the Orange Unified School Board, one of the country's 28 independent school districts in and around the city of Orange, a different elected body than the OCBE. But by 2019, Bark said Butcher had developed, quote, a vision about classical education, close quote. Bark told him about Hillsdale, and history was made again. For decades, 1,500-student Hillsdale College a liberal arts school in rural southern Michigan, founded by Baptist abolitionists in 1844, has been known as a, quote, citadel of conservatism, close quote. Its campus features prominent statues of Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher. Its curriculum leans heavily into Western canon of, quote, great books, close quote, and it describes itself as, quote, a trustee of modern man's intellectual and spiritual inheritance, from the Judeo-Christian faith and Greco-Roman culture, close quote. In the 1980s, the college earned right-wing adulation for refusing to accept any federal funding, including student aid, to maintain its, quote, independence in every regard, close quote. In practice, that means it doesn't have to comply with reg- federal regulations, such as Title IX prohibitions on sex discrimination or the reporting of student racial demographics. In 2000, parenthetically, in 2013, Hillsdale President Larry Arn complained to a Michigan Legislative Committee about state officials visiting campuses to assess whether the student body included enough dark ones. Parenthetic close. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas once summed up Reagan and American colonialist John Winthrop in calling Hillsdale a shining city on the hill. I just want to interject something in here. Um, I'm familiar with that encounter that took place in 2013, and the this was an, a reporter that was walking alongside Dr. Arn on campus, and was the reporter was trying to do something rather snarky about making some observations about the skin color represented on the campus, and I can speak from my own experience that there is. It doesn't matter what the melanin content of any individual is on that campus. They're in rural Michigan. They're in the Corn Belt, folks. If whatever your melanin content is, they come in with welcomed arms. But what does he want to do? Does he, does he want to identify people's melanin content to a reporter? Just look around and make your own observation. It's open doors at that school. No federal funding. Come in if you want to come in. Their philanthropy to gain access to that school is legendary. But this is a biased left-wing-leaning publication. They wouldn't want to make note of that. I continue. Throughout the Trump years, there was a virtual revolving door that shuttled 
Hillsdale staff and alumni back and forth between the school, the White House, and Capitol Hill. But in recent years, Hillsdale has greatly expanded its influence, becoming one of the most significant actors in U.S. conservative politics, if also one of the least conspicuous. Throughout the Trump years, there was a virtual revolving door that shuttled Hillsdale staff and alumni back and forth between the school, the White House, and Capitol Hill. Vanity Fair described the college as a, quote, a feeder school for Trump for the Trump administration, close quote. Right-wing politicians and thought leaders vie to give speeches at Hillsdale, which are then disseminated to, to a claimed audience of 6.2 million through the school's monthly publication in Primus. Arndt, who has led the school for the last 22 years, is a Churchill scholar from Arkansas with a penchant for folksy and antiquated diction. For him, college is, quote, a hoot, close quote. Freshmen are like, quote, little wigglers, quote. His sons, affectionately, are, quote, wastrels, close quote. And the emotional namesake patron of Hillsdale's charter school program, conservative philanthropist Stephen Barney, is also, affectionately, quote, a blubber baby, close quote. Arn came to college in 2000 in the wake of a shocking scandal that appeared to threaten Hillsdale's future. The previous president allegedly had an affair with his son's wife, who subsequently killed herself. Well, that's, that's tabloid news. Interesting. But Arn's mission went well beyond restoring stability. He was co-founder and later president of the Claremont Institute, an influential right-wing think tank that has spent the last six years trying to recon and reconstruct, pardon me, an intellectual platform to Trumpism and also home to John Eastman, the law professor who tried to convince Mike Pence to throw out electoral votes and overturn, overturn Trump's defeat. Given those connections, Arndt seemed destined to deepen the school's tie to the conservative movement. He has succeeded, probably more than he could have expected. In 2009, Hillsdale hired right-wing activist Jenny Thomas, the wife of Justice Thomas, to help the college launch a Washington campus on Capitol Hill, across the street from the Heritage Foundation, where Arndt is a board member. From that facility, which inspired a 2018 Politico feature entitled quote, the college that wants to take over Washington, close quote. Hillsdale initially ran a joint fellowship program for senior congressional staff with Heritage and the Federalist Society. The school cheerleaders have included many of the biggest names in right-wing media, including the late Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin, and Hugh Hewitt. Ben Domenich, founder of right-wing publication The Federalist, has used a studio at Hillsdale's Washington campus to record his podcast, and Federalist Editor-in-Chief Molly Hemingway teaches journalism there. Michael Anton, a for former Trump White House advisor and author of the notorious essay, quote, The Flight 93 Election, close quote, which made an apocalyptic case for the necessity of electing Trump, has joined Hillsdale's Washington staff to lecture on politics. The school's cheerleaders have included many of the biggest names in right-wing media, including the right... Oh, we already read that. Sorry. Arn endorsed Trump in 2016, along with a number of Hillsdale staff who dominated a group endorsement titled, quote, Scholars and Writers for America, close quote, and was the, on the short list to serve as Trump's Secretary of Education. The new president, of course, picked Betsy DeVos instead, and she too has Hillsdale ties. 
Her brother, Eric Prince, founder of the, quote, military contractor, quote, company previously known as Blackwater USA, is a Hillsdale graduate. And her family's foundations have made extensive donations to Hillsdale over the years. For a small liberal arts school, it's amassing an astonishing endowment of more than $900 million. DeVos is philosophically aligned with Hillsdale's mission as well. In 2001, she called on conservative Christians to embrace the Republican, quote, school choice, quote, agenda as a more efficient means of advancing, quote, God's kingdom, close quote, than merely funding private Christian schools. Since, as she told one group of wealthy believers, quote, everybody in this room could get every single penny they had and it wouldn't begin to touch what is currently spent on education every year in this country, close quote. Nineteen years later, in a speech at Hillsdale, shortly before the 2020 election, DeVos invoked Dutch theologian Abraham Kuyper, perhaps questionably, to argue that government should have little role in education and parents should be able to direct taxpayer funds to private schools. Two months later, Arne was tapped to lead Trump's 1776 commission, drafting a blueprint for, quote, patriotic education, close quote, as a rebuttal to the, quote, 1619 project, close quote. The vice president of Hillsdale's Washington operations was also appointed to serve as the commissioner's executive director. Although President Biden disbanded the commission the day he took office, Hillsdale released a closely related project last year. The 2,425-page 1776 curriculum offered as a free download on the school's website. In his own speech at Hillsdale in September, former Secretary of State and potential 2024 presidential candidate Mike Pompeo called for the curriculum to, quote, be taught each place and everywhere, close quote. Hillsdale alumni are not unanimously happy with the direction Arn has taken the school, Julie Vasilitos, who attended Hillsdale in the 80s, said that in those heady Reagan days, the school was certainly a world unto itself, quote, but not like Republican bubbles are now. I don't know if I can get this across. It wasn't insane, close quote. The first signs of a shift were visible, says one Hillsdale alum, when students began trickling in from homeschooling, quote, survivalist, close quote, families. <laughs> but... The time Vasilitos neared graduation, she said the first signs of a shift were visible as students began trickling in from, oh, nevertheless, Arndt's endorsement of Trump left her speechless. Quote, when I was there, it was very ideologically oriented in a great books kind of way towards the higher things, the permanent things, the good, the true, and the beautiful. So I've never been more shocked in my life than that they have went for Trump because he's the absolute opposite of everything I thought I was taught in college. <laughs> Another alumnus, Tennessee writer and podcaster Sam Tarode, who graduated in the late 90s, likewise saw, saw Arne's support for Trump, particularly his 2020 re-endorsement after the first impeachment, the family separation crisis in Charlottesville, as, quote, a betrayal of everything I learned at Hillsdale, close quote. When Arne's 7076 commission released its report less than two weeks after the January 6th attack, Tarot drafted an open letter signed by a few dozen former students chastising Arm for promoting the project in the immediate aftermath of, quote, the greatest threat to the Constitution and America's representative democracy in our lifetimes, 
close quote. So unfortunately, this young man's education didn't understand that it's, it's a constitutional republic and not a representative democracy. Sounds like he failed civics to me, but that's okay. But Hillsdale's actual and planned expansion is much broader than its direct links to political power. In 2020, the college began building a Center for Faith and Freedom in a replica Monticello mansion in Connecticut, donated to the school along with a $25 million endowment by Friendly's restaurant magnate S. Presley Blake. In December, Hillsdale launched a new Washington project, the Academy of Science and Freedom, to highlight the arguments of three prominent C-19 skeptics including Dr. Scott Atlas, Trump's former pandemic advisor. In recent months, Hillsdale has acquired a sizable tract of land outside of Sacramento as part of plans to establish an education center in California. It's adapting its curricula for homeschooling parents, and this year will launch a master's program to train teachers to staff its charter schools. Arne recently said that South Dakota Governor Christy Noem offered to build Hillsdale quote, an entire campus, close quote, in that state. Next, how Hillsdale charter schools empower stealth public funding for, quote, religious ideology, close quote, and a deeply conservative view of American history and society. Very interesting article. And some of you may know that I have a, a, a broader lens as to many other readers of, of this, this article. And what I read was not surprising in the least in the, in the, the intentionality behind it. And I, have, I encourage people to, to do some critical thinking and discernment because this is just one perspective. I have a much broader vision on this. I complimented the way that this was written, even though it did have the, the bias just bleeding all over it. It's all fine. So I wanted to share that with you, and my next broadcast will uh, include the, the next segment in this three-part series. I, the real reason that I wanted to do it, it was rather serendipitous, serendipitous as I started off, as my education and advocacy just so happens to be in this particular, I have two particular tranches that I'm empowering and educating and equipping citizens, and one is in the, the domain of this public education and the torturous things that have happening to students. I don't know if this author is aware of the psychological and emotional implications that have happened from these unlawful mandates and the torture of the masks and the social isolation and the punishment and the, the things that are happening in secrecy and dark behind closed doors of the prison and educational complex. I don't know if they have that, that palate to, to do that research, to, to see what the incidence of suicides are. I, do, I don't know. I would encourage them to do some, some digging on that. But I'm in that tranche. And I'm advocating in there and I'm exposing some of the things that are happening through our entire process from the school board, through the superintendents, through the, the, the principals, through the other agencies that are tangentially involved and, and the, the rights and liberties and freedoms for American citizens are silenced on that property. They are silencing our voices. They've made it a path, a, a I don't know, a forum of permissions and us citizens the woke citizens that know our constitution have to fight tooth and nail to be free inside that public education system that us taxpayers have the right to redress them and everybody is consenting and complying voluntarily 
voluntarily surrendering their rights just because of a question being asked. And it's the, the synergy for what I'm doing to educate parents right now is unbelievable. It's unfathomable. And those people that tune in and listen to me and that have joined my membership and that have joined into reading the eBooks and see the things that I'm talking about, they're saying this is prophetic. And I'm saying, no, it's not prophetic, folks. It's predictable. When we are able to pull the blinders off that we've been so indoctrinated through our public education system, through the, the social sciences and uh, teaching of, of um, college, the mainstream media, Hollywood, we need to strip that programming off and be open to say, you know what, there's another level of education I should be consuming and dive into that. When I throw out Supreme Court precedent just off of the tip of my tongue, Graham versus Connor, and I just go, just lift them off. And I use the word reasonable over and over and over and over again. And you're like, why is this guy keep saying the word reasonable? Graham v. Connor. Go to O-Y-E-Z and, and listen to the pleadings of before the Supreme Court, the argumentations around Graham versus Connor, that it's not reasonable for your public servants to know the law, to comply with the law, or to enforce the law. It's not reasonable. That's why I use the word over and over again. But it's also ignorance of the law is not a defense of the law in the court of law for any private citizen. We live in an unbalanced, in unequal justice system. And when we start to learn these things, we have the ability to learn more on what freedom looks like and smells like. Right now, me exercise being free looks foreign to people because you don't know what freedom looks like. This is not what freedom looks like. You live under constant permissions, voluntary surrender. And I don't judge anybody for it. I just say you can't blame the system for, de for deconstructing itself when everybody surrenders. People like me, I will be free because I am choosing not to surrender to the lies, the threats, the intimidation, the coercion, the duress, the violence, the kidnapping, the false imprisonment. I do not consent. That doesn't mean I will resist their lawlessness, but I do not consent to it. I don't consent to that put their hands on my body. No, get your hands off of me. You're not my doctor. Anyway, I went off on a little rant. Sorry about that. But I hope you continue to listen to Modern Babylon and the, the musings of the cultural contrarian as I try to educate, equip, and empower and provide a resource. Join me on Facebook. Well, I just shut down Facebook. I apologize for that. But in the liner notes, I'll put a link where you can learn more about what I teach. Thanks, and have a great day.